What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests from all all over the world. Excuse me. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is the CEO at Geek House, a marketing, branding, and public relations agency based in LA, California. Please welcome Leonard Shiner. Leonard, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. I mean, we've already been chatting for several minutes. Like, <laughs> all right, let's just get into it. We've been kind of getting deep on some stuff. <laughs> so, we have. Did you, before you started your own business, did you work in corporate? I did. Ooh. I think so many of us start out in corporate. And so I, like most people, thought that the way to a happy life was to go and get a good degree and get a good job and work up in that job. And eventually you reach happiness. And I realized that that wasn't really the path that I was going to take. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we need people in corporate, but we also need those people that are passionate about, you know, doing things on their own because our country is made up of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are like the, the foundation of the United States. There's some stat out there and I'm going to get it wrong, but that's okay. There's a stat that to significance is like 80, 85% of the commerce in the U.S. is based off of small and medium businesses. So yeah, it really shows how instrumental the mom and pops or the boutique brands truly, truly are. What do you consider yourself, a boutique brand or a mom and pop? Because, I mean, you've helped your clients earn millions of dollars worth, worth of new business. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. When I think of mom and pop, I think of brick and mortar. I think of mom and pop go there every day. That is their job, but they're also the owners of that small company, whether it's, you know, a a bakery or a small tax outfit or something like that. Right. So um, mom and pop is usually, that's what I think of. And boutique is really, I would say that Geek House is a a boutique marketing agency. We've got a a few focuses as far as who we serve and and how we serve them. Um, But we're also national in the sense that, you know, I split my time coast to coast. We've got Mm -hmm. clients coast to coast and, so yeah, boutique in the sense that we're focused. Yeah, I love it. So what was your like aha moment or just the time that you and you decided like, okay, I'm no longer doing corporate and I want to do my own thing? Because there's usually something that happens in someone's life that was like, that's it, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. So my professional background has been in law firm marketing and okay. that's pretty niched. Uh, that's not like there's not really conventions or big conventions um, for for those like us. And so my background's in law firm marketing. I've done strategy consulting and entertainment before. And so when I was working in corporate, I had certain goals, right? Yeah. I was in Los Angeles. I I was the CMO of an international law firm. And that's kind of the pinnacle of where that profession can go, right? I had a window office that looked out on Wilshire. And so it's like I had my window on Wilshire. That was like the little soundbite that would rattle around in my head. And there was one day where I got to have the style that I wanted and how I dressed because it was that type of firm. I got to look at my, be in my office and and look at everything that, that was there. I got to look out looking north at the Hollywood sign. And I was like, 
I've checked off nearly every single box that should be check happy, right? Like equal happy. And I was like, not that I'm not happy. Like I wasn't sad, but there was definitely a realization of like, this is not what I define as happy. Someone else might, and that's perfectly fine. But my defining moment was when I was in my window office on Wilshire and realizing that what I thought was happiness on paper truly wasn't the feeling I was experiencing. So shortly after that pivoted to doing my own thing. And I had always kind of had a consultancy on the side, but I doubled down and really focused on what worked. And so started Geek House in 2019 and been going strong ever since. Well, good for you for doing it in 2019 before the world freaking blew up. (laughs) <laughs> we rode that roller coaster in our first year. So yeah, I think that's our first year. We're doing pretty good uh, in terms of buckling up for the future years, right? Yeah, exactly. And so you mentioned like some of your niche focuses. And so you really kind of focused on law firms, but you can tackle everything. Can you give us an example of like, let's say someone comes to you, it, you can use a law firm as an example, and they're interested in increasing their, their branding or fine-tuning their branding or rebranding and, and, and increasing their marketing. What does that look like in terms of strategizing with a client? So let me give you the law firm example first, and then we'll show how that's really similar to like any other type of sure. professional service business. So for a law firm, when someone's looking to increase their credibility or their presence, first, I want to know what the goal is. Is yeah. the goal to look really good online? Is the goal to get more clients? Is the goal to impress your competitors? Is your goal to win awards? Like, what is the goal? Hmm. Because from there, we can work backwards. And it might still be the same puzzle pieces that we're laying out, but the order of the puzzle pieces could change. Yeah. Or we could omit some or add some others in. So when I'm looking at it, uh, I, my, our method at Geek House, which is a method that I used in consulting, and now it's our agency default method, is brand, market, grow. Those are our three pillars. So I look at brand as clean up your gosh darn house before yeah. you invite friends and family over, right? Handle your brand. Do you have a website? Is it matching your email? Is it this, that, or the other thing? Um, Do we have our social handles done? Do we look the same everywhere? Are our colors consistent? Is our logo consistent? Yeah. But most people think of brand as just color and logos. I take it a step further. What does your voicemail script look like? What does your call script look like? What is your email signature, right? It's so much more. So that some of that's internal to the business and then some of it's external. So what about your Google My Business profile? What about your social handles? What about all of these other things like directory listings that someone who's maybe not in the know would just think, oh, it's a logo. Yeah. There's more to it. So that's really where we start is brand Um, part of that is also building credibility. So if you're a subject matter expert and no one's talking about you, or better yet, you're not talking about you, we've got some problems. (laughs) So if you're not writing a blog, you're not being featured as a contributor, or you're not being featured in publications, that's something, that's where the PR component comes in. And we, we help our clients with that too. So that's our brand. And the market is taking everything we did there and flowing it out. And obviously there's different channels, organic, paid, um, and that's within marketing. And then growth is really about scaling that. And that's usually where I'm going in and I'm coaching the situation because 
if we have mental blocks, we will not go past what we think is possible. Hmm. And so if you're doing something new, if you're transitioning out of a nine to five into a, a freelance role, or if you're in a freelance role, transferring yourself into a more business type role, yeah. really wherever you're at in your journey, the next level is going to require something different from you. So brand, market, grow, and we're always looking for growth along the way. Well, for sure. I feel that branding today is super important more now than ever. You know, I would agree with you, especially with what you said about social media, you know, your email, you know, I'm very big into keeping my brand very clear and the same across the board. I'm looking to rebrand and I know that's going to be a big deal, but I (laughs) think that, and you know, I preach this to my team too. And it's just like, we have to keep our branding on point. And I've had some guests on the show that really focus that their specialty is branding. And it's very interesting to me when, you know, there are businesses out there that don't have that or yet alone, the professional that's representing the business doesn't have their branding on point because that's a very important too. And usually in professional service firms, we, we hire people because of who they are. Yeah. Right. Right. If you're hiring for, uh, let's use a California example for like in and out, right. If you're, if you're hiring for, which is a, a hamburger chain for, for everyone in the rest of the country. So if we're hiring someone there, it's really plug and play, right? It can be John or it can be Bob or it can be Jane. It doesn't matter because they're filling a role and it's just, we need a body to fill that role. Right. But when we look at professional services, our value is really kept in who we are uniquely yeah. because someone's going to resonate with me as a coach versus John as a coach because of just how we connect, right? Right. Or someone might resonate with John versus me because of how they connect. So what makes us unique is, is really our secret ninja skill for being able to make our brand unique and memorable. Yeah. For sure. Do you find that when you start working with your clients that they maybe have some um, pushback or some limitations in understanding, like sharpening and and fine tuning their brand? There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to what is a brand and what is needed. And it's to everyone's detriment, really, that branding is used so generic because it means different things to different people. And so we want to make you look amazing. We want to make you look like the most credible expert out there. We want someone to come to the site and be like, gosh, darn, I need to hire that person, that man, that woman, because they solved this problem that I've been looking for. That's really what a brand does. It's your 24-7 salesman that has someone be able to experience what you do, who you are when you're not there. Yeah. If they come to your website, how does it look? How does it feel? Again, what are the colors? Yes, but there's so much more. There's more layers than that. So we want to make sure that if you're known for one thing or a few things, that your brand is consistent across all the different channels. And then what what that really is referred to is being omnipresent. So we want to have consistent messaging across all the channels. I saw it just earlier today. There was a guy and he was talking about real estate. And his whole page is about real estate, mm-hmm. but he's running ads that talk about VA and, and like, you know, systemizing your business, but it doesn't talk about real estate business. Yeah. It's just business in general. So That's if you're a real estate guy and you're talking about 
this other thing, you, you need to make the connection, right? Your business can have legs, but it needs to make sense. Yeah, that would be confusing if you, you know, I would be confused by that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something about PR. Now, I really, for me personally, I think that PR and doing like press releases and stuff for my my brand and my business is very important, especially for my guests. And so I feel like we are in a world today where there's just so much going on around us that as like um, some of you are representing and they are scaling their business, like those press releases, that those PR, the the, the the public relations is a very important piece, especially in today's world, because that media piece is gives you a lot of credibility, even though it's real. We really are in a world where we we pay to play. <laughs> Sometimes there, there are definitely pay to play avenues. Okay, but I always say that if it's easy, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. You can pay, especially in in the in the law space. There's a lot of pay to play, whether yeah. it's for ads or for awards. And in the fitness space, the same thing. Yeah. Um, which is the example I was going to reference earlier. But um, you know, to fitness, right? Like, there's so much pay to play opportunity within there. Yeah. Um, within health, within relationship, there's so many opportunities. But when we look at what's going to be something that gets us ahead. What's going to move the needle in terms of credibility and trust? So why do we want to do media? Twofold or maybe threefold. So of course, we want to be able to say, hey, I was featured in CBS, yeah, in CBS Money Watch, or I was featured in Fox Business, or I was featured on Yahoo Finance or in the San Francisco Chronicle, right? Like yeah. we want to be able to say that because it gives us credibility. We can talk about it. We can also use those logos. And here's what most people don't understand about press. Again, it's it's one of those generic terms. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what is PR? It's a little fluffy. And I don't know if I'm paying for it. I want something that's guaranteed or I want something that's tangible, right? Like, I don't want to pay just for the hope of doing right. XYZ. So press releases are great, but a press release is something very different than a press article. Yeah. Right. Press release is what we as the individual or the company, we write a press release and send it out. We're literally releasing information to the press. Yeah. So say you opened a new location or say you, um, you know, just got a great result in your business or say you have an opinion, whatever it might be, a law firm or a fitness brand or even yourself might release a press release because it's sharing information yeah but it requires someone in the press to pick up your release yep look at it find that information to be valuable and then write about it right so there's like hurdles there i don't know about you but when i'm running i don't like there to be hurdles right i'm not yeah. on the track team that's not my game so <laughs> i want to remove as many hurdles as possible yeah. so how do i do that instead of writing a press release and doing that which honestly could feel really monotonous with not much result. Mm -hmm. So instead, we work with our clients to find out what is going to be newsworthy. What can they yeah. talk on? What's going to be newsworthy? What's interesting? And then we, you know, imagine a Venn diagram of what's newsworthy, what do they want to talk on and all these different things. And what we find is the hooks or the topics that are what you're an expert on. You you're fired up about wanting to talk about them. And by golly, if you ended up in Forbes or CBS or in the media about that topic, 
you would be over the moon thrilled. That's the goal, right? So how do we do that? Well, we can't guarantee that most of the time because that's the pay for play area, right? I know though, in in our agency, we, we usually have like, two two models that we work at we'll do kind of the the pay for play guarantee with us but we're still pitching it's still earned media but it reverses that risk which is kind of a a key point of of an offer that we make is we reverse that risk because if we don't perform then we're not right we're not asking for you to do that right because that means that we didn't do our job we didn't do our job well enough if we're a professional we should be able to to shoot that in the target yeah with a decent amount of of confidence so we'll do that or for the more established client we'll take them on um as a retainer so that we're we're really working and we're not throttled by individual placements we can just go and get them the placement that they want so uh we do that to be able to use the logos to be able to use the credibility we also want links in those articles so Mm -hmm. that it increases our seo right so there's a technical aspect to that as well And then on social, on your website, anywhere that you are, you are now perceived as having higher credibility because you've been featured in these. We can use the logos. And guess what, my friends? You do it once. You do press a round of press once and you can use those logos forever. Yeah. And if you're calling yourself X agency today, but tomorrow you're, you know, wellness X, guess what? You're still the founder. Yeah. So those logos still are returning in value to you because you're able to create that perception to a potential client, potential customer to be able to have them convert. And we all know perception is reality in this day and age. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, sounds like you do an incredible job for your guests. So not all or guests, your clients, not all clients have to do a retainer. They can work with you specifically on one area if they need, right? Yeah. And I think that helps us in really fitting a client to what's comfortable for them because people are different, right? We're all unique. That's what makes us great. So we're flexible in the way that we work with clients, as long as it makes sense for all of us, you know, we're, we're focused on results. What that looks like is dependent upon what the goal is. Yeah. And where can people find you and connect with you and learn more on working with you? Well, our website is um, gogeekhouse.com. So our agency is Geek House and our website is gogeekhouse.com. So go, G-O, geek, G-E-E-K, house is H-A-U-S. We spell it a little bit different. So gogeekhouse, H-A-U-S.com. And then I see you have some social media links yourself. So you guys, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to reach out to Leonard if you align with how he works and think that he would be a good fit for your organization or your personal brand. um, And you're looking for someone to handle that for you. Go click those links and check him out. Leonard, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I would say to anyone who is in a service-based business, lead with the intention of serving first. Mm. If you are generous in supporting people, whether that ends up in them hiring you or not, I mean, I get that we all need to make money. We live in the society we do, and I'm not negating that. But if I can help someone and further them, even if it's 
a conversation in passing. Lead with the intention of helping people because it will serve you and serve them so much better. Amen to that. People can tell. I'm telling you, they can see through you. So So great word. Great words of advice. Thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your story and sharing what you do. I love it. I love the name Geek House. So um, you're welcome to come back anytime and, and give us an update on how things are going. Thank you, Deanna. It's been a pleasure being here. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.